everybody, this is Getting Real Estate in Vegas. I'm Bridget Magnus and this is the Vegas Video Network. We would like to thank all of you who have tuned in to us directly, those of us who are watching on iTunes, those of you who've looked me up on YouTube, those of you who are watching on your TVs through Roku, and those of you listening on the radio Friday evenings, I understand it is now 8 p.m. to midnight, that's KSHP. 1400 a.m. So welcome everybody and we hope that you are ready for a terrific show. Let's uh, uh, tell you how to get in touch with us if you've got a question, problem, or suggestion. First off, there is the old standby email. That's getting real at VegasVideoNetwork.com. Maybe you prefer the telephone. Let's uh, give us a call at 866-966-4599. That's not going to cost you a dime. It's toll free. And of course, there is always the live chat here at the Vegas Video Network. So then, now that I've taken care of all of the housekeeping, let's get rolling with some Friday figures. All right. It has been a not terribly exciting week here in Las Vegas real estate wise, but let's tell you what is going on. As of this morning in our local MLS system, we had 13,017 available units. That is down 3% from last month. Median price on a single family home is 135,000. Median price on a condo is 61,000 and median price on a townhome is a whopping 81, excuse me, only $80,000. My bad. Um, of the total available, we do have 3,249 foreclosed properties. That is down 20 from last month. The uh, price tag on those has a median of 103,000. Um, so the number of foreclosures available is down from last month, even though it is up from last week. Not worried about it. These little fluctuations do happen. That's why I keep track of both. Short sales account for 5,841 of our total. That is down 5% from last month and glad to see it. Median price on those is 110,000. And we do also have 4,473 non-distressed properties for sale. That's a change of less than 1% from last month. Median price on those stable at 180,000. In the last 30 days, we have closed 3,848 properties. That is down 3% from last month. Median sales price is 109,000. That's up 1% from last month. And median list price is 110,000, unchanged from last month. Um, the change in this number of total sales is a little bit seasonal and we are heading in towards the end of the year when a lot of people don't really want to be uprooted right during the holidays. So be aware that if this number goes down, it's not a big deal, it's, it's normal. Now we do also have 12,993 properties under contract to be purchased, a change of 1%. Um, it's kind of exciting to have this number down under 13,000. Um, the number of short sales included in that number is up a little bit because the total, the number of available short sales is down. It balances out, they've got contracts under them, so now they fall under this number instead of the old one. We do also have 5,566 rentals available and 2,320 new leases. Median price on those both, $1,100. So then let's have some news. Now, some of you may have noticed earlier this week that um, now if you had a home foreclosed in 2009 or 2010, you are, may be eligible for an independent review of your file. 
Uh, I think that the jury is out on whether you're actually going to see anything important come of this. They're not going to give you your house back. They're not going to repair your credit. Um, maybe you'll get a check in the mail. I don't know. It'll be interesting to see what, if anything, comes of this. And I'm not the only person who's a little bit critical of the whole thing. Um, also, remember, remember, the 5th of November is that big HUD auction we were talking about last week. So if you're interested, tomorrow morning, you better get your butt down to the JW Marriott so that you can be there in person to submit your bid. And interest rates did drop again this week to a nice round 4%. All right, today's topic is um, actually by request. I have been asked to talk about Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. Who the heck are they? How did they come to own all these properties? What does it mean? Well, sit back, I'm going to tell you. All right, you may remember a few weeks ago that there was a news item that said that the federal government owns about 250,000 foreclosed properties between the three agencies. Now, the first of them I've already done a whole episode about. That's the Department of Housing and Urban Development, or HUD. They, of course, got those homes because they foreclosed on an FHA mortgage. The other two entities are called Fannie Mae and Freddie Mac. And those are kind of funny names for government uh, institutions and professionally run companies. But bear with me, and I'll explain how that came to be. Fannie Mae is actually short for the Federal National Mortgage Association, FNMA. Kind of awkward to say. Therefore, everybody just calls them Fannie Mae, and it's a lot easier. Um, they have been around since 1938 when they were part of the New Deal. And what they do is they buy mortgages from the local banks that originate them so that those local banks can turn around and lend more money to other people. That sounds pretty simple. Uh, Fannie also hires what is called a servicer, sometimes that's the original bank, to basically handle all the paperwork, send you the bill, make sure all the accounting is taken care of, all of the, the, the boring little stuff that goes along with the mortgage. So then, uh, um, even though Fannie Mae did start as a part of the federal government, they became a publicly traded corporation all the way back in 1968. All right, as for Freddie Mac, that's another thing that uh, as you started off as a federal agency. It stood for the Federal Home Loan Mortgage Corporation, or FHLMC. That's an even bigger mouthful, and you can certainly understand why someone might want to shorten that up to Freddie Mac. Now, they were created in 1970, just a couple of years after Fannie Mae became a publicly traded company. They work very similar to Fannie Mae. They do a lot of the same things. They also buy mortgages. Um, they also, um, unlike Fannie, they buy a lot more loans on apartment complexes. So it would not at all be unusual, those of you who are apartment dwellers, if you were to trace things back, you might find that your apartment complex actually mortgaged by, the, uh, by uh, Freddie Mac. Now, one interesting way, thing about the way Freddie does business is that they charge what is called a guarantee fee on the mortgages, and then they guarantee that, oh yeah, that mortgage is great, when they turn around and package up those mortgages to be sold as something called mortgage-backed securities. 
So then, something predictable is about to happen. They're saying, oh yes, we absolutely promise that all of these loans are good, and I tell you what, we'll eat that loan if it turns out to be bad. Now, the people who bought the mortgage-backed securities, they end up taking the profit if it's good. They don't end up taking the loss if it goes bad. You can see that we've got a little bit of a storm brewing. Okay, now both of these entities, I'd like to remind you, have the official congressionally mandated goal of increasing the home ownership rate, both, and both are assumed to have, to have the backing of the federal government if anything goes wrong, even though they're publicly traded companies whose own shareholders should be the ones worried about bailing them out. All right, so fast forward to the 90s when we had um, something called the Housing and Community Development Act of 92, signed by the original President Bush. Um, it says that both of these institutions, and I quote, have an affirmative obligation to facilitate the financing of affordable housing for low-income and moderate-income families. At this point, they started to move into what is called the subprime business. That means that instead of necessarily being the old-fashioned 20% down loan that your, your grandma and grandpa had where you know they were only paying 28% of their income to the mortgage, that's not necessarily the kind of mortgage we're talking about anymore. We're not necessarily talking about mortgaging Kansas. It got even worse as we entered the first part of this century. Um, even though they tried to put together some more stringent underwriting standards, they were still required to buy a lot more low and moderate income loans. And so unfortunately, we all know what happened to our economy in the first part of this century. It went to someplace very bad, as did a lot of those loans to low and moderate income families. Uh, it's not that the low and, income, low and moderate income families did anything bad. They just got caught up in the economy, and Fannie and Freddie ended up holding the bag. The market collapsed, and whoa, now all of a sudden they own all these properties. So how are they trying to get rid of them, and what should you know about buying these properties? Well, first off, if you are buying a property from Fannie Mae, you're going to need to know about a little thing called homepath.com. That's what it looks like. You can search for available homes. You can learn about the incentives that they have for getting you to buy these homes. There's also information for your real estate agent if she is not fully conversant in how these work. I've got great news. We have talked about this before, but a pleasant reminder, if you are eligible for a HomePath mortgage, you can get low rates and pay as little as 3% down to purchase one of these properties from Fannie Mae. That's not bad. They also have renovation loans for you if you need them, and they might even be eligible for a HUD neighborhood stabilization grant, depending on exactly where they are. You'll need to consult with HUD.gov to get that sorted out. A um, couple little quirks um, when it comes to these Fannie Mae homes. The first off is the First Look program. They will only consider applications from owner op applicants for the first 15 days on market in most of the United States, and here in Nevada, it is 30 days. So investors, I'm sorry, you're going to have to wait before you can put in an offer on these properties to give owner-occupants a fair shot at them first. 
So then, oh, there's also a couple of quirks about how the offer has to be written. Um, basically, what they would like is instead of seeing a bunch of little concessions, they would like to see one lump sum that's going to cover all of the things that a seller would normally cover in a um, purchase transaction. Again, let me worry about that. That's my job. That's your realtor's job. You shouldn't really have to worry about that too terrible much except to you know, examine it and have it explained again. So then what about Freddie Mac? Well, if you're going to buy from Freddie, you're also going to have a website to look at, and that site is called homesteps.com. Now, yeah, I know these two are very close in names. It's easy to get them mixed up, but uh, um, Freddie doesn't, has a, an interesting deal for you. Uh, first off, they have pledged to engage in what's called good neighbor practices to keep that property in good repair until somebody buys it. If someone breaks down the front door, they want to fix it. If it's got trash inside, they want to take the trash out. Little things like that that are going to make the home more desirable to a buyer. Now, I have great news about buying a Homesteps property. You will get a two-year home warranty absolutely free. That's pretty darn cool, isn't it? Yes, I thought it was. Um, you can also uh, get a discount on appliances if you need them, if you buy them through their special program. Um, they usually won't contribute to closing costs, but they will pay all the costs that traditionally get paid by a seller. So then, now that I've said all that wonderful stuff, you know all about Fannie and Freddie. We will be back after this break with some real advice. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media companies think if it doesn't jiggle, you won't tune in. At the Vegas Video Network, we think both are wrong. The Vegas Video Network is the first and only live online broadcast network that specializes in insider news and expert views about Vegas. We combine great storytelling with the ability to watch when and where you want on your computer, mobile device, or television. Discover the real Las Vegas. Visit VegasVideoNetwork.com. Traditional media believes that after about three minutes, you'll tune out. Most Vegas media... Gotta watch them all. Um, okay, um, here on Real Advice, I would like to have some practical advice. I'd like to call this particular segment, so you have to move away, but you're underwater on your mortgage. Well, you've got a bunch of options, and I'm going to kind of go through them, starting with the best and ending with the worst. You, you're welcome to disagree me on so, with some of the exact placement, but, you know, I've, I've got a general direction going on here. So uh, a couple of words of disclaimer. Um, some of these options depend on exactly how underwater you are, and you need to consult a lawyer for the legal implications and or an accountant for the tax implications. I am not an accountant, I am not a lawyer, I am a realtor. So then, with no further ado, let's talk about your options. Option number one, bring money to closing. Obviously, this only works if you have the money, and not everybody does. This is sad, but true. Okay, so let's say you don't have the money. Don't sell it, rent it out. This works if you can rent out the property for something close to what you're paying for your mortgage and have a cash cushion just in case you need to make repairs or there's a vacancy. 
emergencies come up, believe me, emergencies always come up. Be prepared for them. Um, little disclaimer here, please be very careful to follow state and local laws regarding rentals. And also, please, for goodness sake, please check your HOA rules to make sure that you are able to rent that unit out. It would be a shame to sign a lease with somebody only to discover that for some reason you cannot rent it out. I will also toss in that property managers are relatively expensive if you are in this situation, but they will save you money and hassle in the long run. So please seriously consider them. If you need a property manager, give me a jingle so that I can refer you to somebody who is just absolutely awesome and will help you out. Now, next option down is um, for, for you folks who are in our, our military, and I salute those of you who have signed up to be in our armed forces, but sometimes you do end up getting transferred. Sometimes those of you who work at the Department of Defense get transferred. You lucky folks have an entire program devoted just to you, and it is called HAP, for Homeowners Assistance Program. We've got a picture of their website right here. There are some strict requirements, and you do have to use a realtor chosen by the military. I can put you in touch with our local Las Vegas person who is absolutely awesome. I have worked with her a couple of times before, and she absolutely gets the job done if, with military efficiency. How's that for awesome? Uh, <laughs> now, um, they can get a military-backed short sale, and in some cases, the government will actually buy the home for you. And uh, that's a big weight off your mind if you're getting ready to serve in a different part of the country. Um, I'd just like to insert here that if you are not military and your job is transferring you, please, for goodness sakes, talk to your boss, talk to your HR department about your options, because if they want you in Chicago or Atlanta or New York that badly, they can darn well help make it possible for you, and I stand by that, even in this economy. See, I'm, that's my old apartment person coming out in me, is, you know, the, the company wants you to do for them, make the company do for you for change. Um, let's see, the next option is to consider a short sale through HAFA. That is the Home Affordable Foreclosure Alternative Program run by the United States government. It reduces the loss to banks on your first mortgage and allows a small amount of uh, money to go to your second mortgage. And the best part is that they can't ask for a deficiency judgment. So if you are eligible for this program, it is absolutely worth looking into. It might not be for you, particularly if you have a large second mortgage, but look into it before you dismiss it. Now, don't forget something else that we have talked about on this show before. Look up the episode because it's a great one. It's called Nevada's Hardest Hit Funds. We've got their website right here. I cannot say enough how important it is to contact these folks if you're looking at a short sale in Nevada and you are an owner-occupant. This is paid for with your tax dollars through the TARP program. So they can assist you with that short sale, they can get your second mortgage satisfied, they can help you a lot. Please, please accept help. Um, okay, next option is there's always the traditional short sale. It takes a while, it's not pretty, but it does work, it does get the job done. Um, I never recommend, however, that you sign off on a short sale that does not release you from deficiency. 
if, if they're going to come after you later anyway, why would you bother going through it? The next one, and we're, we're starting to get into the grim and gritty part here, people. The next one is called Deed in Lieu of Foreclosure, or Deed in Lieu for short. It does have most of the negatives of a foreclosure. It is a, a slightly fancy version of mailing the keys back to the bank. There is a little bit of paperwork involved instead of just a jingly envelope. Um, like I said, it does have most of the negatives of a foreclosure, but it is faster and will reduce the chances of a deficiency judgment. It will hit your credit. There is no way around that. And if you have a security clearance, you're going to lose that security clearance. Also, for seven years, whenever you apply for a loan, you're going to have to answer yes when they asked, have you had a foreclosure or deed in lieu of foreclosure in the last seven years? Yeah, you got to do that. Otherwise, it's called fraud. And the final and worst option, you've probably guessed what it is. It's the big F word, foreclosure. Edison, what you were thinking? I was thinking foreclosure. <laughs> All right, so that outlines your options for, for uh, um, having to move away when you owe too darn much on your house. And that finishes out what I was going to say for this episode. Um, so then, reminder once again, HUD auction tomorrow. JW Marriott, it's going to be a chilly weekend in Vegas, so be sure to bundle up. Send your email questions into gettingrealatvegasvideonetwork.com. Go ahead and call our toll-free listener hotline at 866-966-4599. Once again, thank you to people who are watching and listening for all five ways to get our terrific content. Drive safely and have a terrific weekend. Thank you.